Food is maybe the only universal thing that really has the power to bring everyone together. No matter what culture, everywhere around the world, people eat together. Guy Fieri. I'm Blakely Thomas Aguilar, and this is Pop Culture Tech, an original podcast brought to you by VMware. It's my personal favorite sentence. What's for dinner? Besides the weather, food is something everyone in the world cares about. We need it to survive, to live, absolutely. But the real power of food, be it a simple meal or a seven course gourmet feast, is how it brings us together. And over the past decade or two, our love of food has transformed from a scrummy meal at home to pop culture icon status. Reality TV shows like Iron Chef, Great British Bake Off, and Kitchen Nightmares turn chefs and food critics into celebrities. And social media has absolutely fueled the flames, with home cook influencers on Instagram and awe-inspiring tutorials like Proper Tasty. Hundreds of millions of us across the world watch these shows and follow foodie influencers on the regular. But if you're anything like me, your attempts at recreating these culinary treats feels more like my favorite Netflix show, nailed it. So when a meal delivery became a thing, I went all in. You're telling me someone sends me the ingredients, a detailed how-to, and it's done in 30 minutes? It was a miracle of technology. And then we got Uber Eats, Wine.com, Instapots, Amazon Prime Pantry, Walmart Pickup, and now even refrigerators that tell you when the kids drink the last drop of milk? What an amazing world we live in today. And thank goodness technology innovators and savvy business people got together to help us source and enjoy our food in a brand new way. Because if they hadn't, during the global pandemic, I shudder to think how we would have fed our families, much less enjoyed a meal together. To kick off our conversation about groceries and meal delivery and food as pop culture, I was delighted to chat with Bentley Hall, CEO of Good Eggs. We believe good food is fundamental to a full existence. It is a force for change, and it is the most powerful way for people and planet to prosper. There is only one thing that we do multiple times a day that has the ability to reach so far and so deep, and that is food. Um, I think it's one of the most powerful, one of the most personal experiences in the world. And I think a great meal can bring joy, it can sustain health, it can connect us to a community, it can ground us in our planet. It can support local economies. There's, there's no other category that has that reach and that power. We often don't understand the power of something until there's no other choice but to use it. That was certainly the case for Good Eggs customers during the 2020 pandemic. The business pretty much skyrocketed overnight, delivering much needed groceries and meals to people dealing with shelter in place orders all over its California-based service area. But what truly amazes me is the sheer agility and scale they were able to unlock with their technology investments, supply chain innovations, 
and human resources. Online grocery is certainly having its moment right now. I think one of the most fascinating things for me to watch is the speed and magnitude of consumer behavior change that has happened due to COVID. I mean, the growth team and I used to joke, like nobody wakes up in the morning and, and says, you know, that thing that I've been doing to feed my family for 20 years, going to the grocery store, that's not going to work for me today. And so our challenge is always like, how do you cut through the noise and how do you change behavior? Uh, and the irony is this external catalyst, which is COVID, which I wish there was a more positive catalyst, has made every single person think about that question uh, almost every day or at least every week. And so I think consumer behavior has permanently shifted in this moment. One of the things that appeals to me about Good Eggs is that it is a, it is a com big and complex problem. So we have a very complex supply chain. I think the, f the function of technology in that supply chain is in a complex supply chain, modern technology can simplify what is, has historically been really complex. And so that's how we often use technology in our, in our warehouse, our fulfillment center, in our buying, in our, in our website. And I'll, I'll walk through, I guess, the supply chain part first, and then maybe we'll dive into the technology second. But on the supply chain side, there's a lot of things we do that make complete logical sense and are also the complete opposite of how the industry works. So two of those. One is we're the only grocery delivery company in the Bay Area, and, and, and actually, I think in, in the US, possibly the world, I don't actually know. Um, we're the only one in, in the area who buys the majority of our food directly from local producers. And that's thousands of producers. And to put some numbers behind that, I'm talking a producer within two, 300 miles that we are not buying through a distributor. We are literally working with that supplier. Um, if 70, 80% of our products are bought in that way, that is the inverse of how a normal grocery store buys. The average grocery store buys less than 1%, and we are 70 to 80%. What that means is we have produce that was harvested yesterday. It means we have fish that was caught last night. We have, we have bread that was baked today. We have a, a small but fierce technology team, and that's across both engineering and data. And we've built almost everything in-house, and that includes the software that helps us buy from those small producers. That includes a huge component of the systems within our warehouse, so how we receive inventory, how we pick that inventory. Um, that includes our drive app, so what our delivery team uses to deliver those orders, and that includes the consumer-facing website and app. So all, all of those, like that whole ecosystem, we have, we have built internally. And I guess for us, there's some companies in the space, um, Akado in the UK is a good example. They've invested pretty heavily in automation. We have not invested heavily in automation. We've invested heavily in technology. Um, and so I would say like the, the way we use data to think about how we pick orders in what sequence and by what route, when we have knowledge of where that inventory is and which orders need to go out when, it's a perfect example of where technology can do a great job. Another example is forecasting, right? We have really good visibility to demand by day and by batch and by hour um, and what we think people are going to buy in those periods. And that helps us run a tighter supply chain. Great food, local suppliers, and the technology that makes it all possible. A trifecta for success. Yet none of this would matter without first giving customers a simple but delightful digital experience that makes shopping a pleasure. 
does shopping experience matters both pre-COVID and post-COVID? And the shopping experience should be enjoyable. I don't think retail is dead. I think poor retail experiences will die. And so to me, it's like this should be an experience. And if people are just looking at grocery shopping as check your shopping list, get it done as fast as possible, that's a chore. People who love food don't always see that as a chore. So if you want to be efficient, you should be able to do that. But if you want to browse and explore and understand what is seasonal and what some small producers are are coming out and what the best baker is, you should also be able to do that. Um, and and it should be it should be relaxing. It should be enjoyable. Now let's dive deeper into the mail order meal delivery services category. CEO Andy Levitt and his team at Purple Carrot are inspirations for not only meal delivery innovation, but also for delivering sustainable, helpful, and delicious food. I got my professional start in the pharmaceutical sector, and I spent about 20 years of my life uh, thinking about the value of Western medicine and how that can be a solution for a lot of the problems that people have uh, with their health in this country. Uh, 13 of those years were spent working on the industry side. I worked for a couple of very large pharmaceutical companies in a variety of roles in sales, marketing, management, and strategy, and uh, went to a couple small biotechs. And after about 13 years in late 2006, I had the good fortune of getting laid off. And uh, I remember a good friend of mine saying to me that day, this is the best thing that's ever happened to you. And in the moment, it didn't feel that way, but uh, in the long run, it, it did certainly because uh, it started me down uh, sort of my formal path of being an entrepreneur. I watched a documentary called Forks Over Knives in January of 2014. And as I sat there with my wife, I was totally blown away by this idea of how plant-based food could be this new medicine. And it introduced me to the concept of food as medicine as compared to drugs as medicine, which is where I had spent the majority of my professional life uh, espousing the values of Western medicine. And so at the end of the movie, I turned to her and I said, that's what I'm gonna do. And she said, what are you talking about? And I said, I'm gonna start a plant-based meal kit company because more people need to know about the benefits of a plant-based diet. And um, that's really where it all happened from. And it was such a different, twist on what I've been doing professionally. And I looked at it as a great personal and professional challenge to go into an e-commerce world from where I had been and to focus uh, in a whole different way. Uh, at the time, the only meal kits that I was really aware of were Blue Apron, Plated, and HelloFresh. And those three were all very large, very well-funded, national in scope, and uh, venture-backed with a lot of cash and capital. And I had nothing but an idea and um, began in a very humble way out of my garage. My wife and I backed out our two cars from our two-car garage, and we started packing food in uh, October after building a you know, very basic website to uh, get things started. And uh, it's incredible to think how far we've come. The timing for Andy and his team couldn't have been better, as plant-based diets are now so in vogue, with everyone from A-list celebrities to college students embracing the health and environmental benefits. Plant-based diets are 
so in vogue right now. And we've absolutely benefited as a company at Purple Carrot to have the ongoing data come out with respect to the improvements for people's health and the health of our environment that is driving a greater movement towards incorporating plant-based foods. Uh, you know, in parallel, you have amazing brands like Impossible Foods and Beyond Meat and others that are raising the awareness of plant-based foods that in my opinion are almost gateway drug type products that are helping people increase their awareness and willingness and interest to start eating plant-based. But I think that gets old after a little while and makes a service like Purple Carrot all the more interesting. Um, you know, I personally eat about 80% of my diet is plant-based. I'm, I'm personally not vegan, but um, I define myself largely as a plant-based eater. Uh, we eat mostly that way in my family across the board, and it's great to see our kids thinking that way and eating a lot that way as we're shaping the way they think about our food. But, you know, broadly speaking, the we're in this incredible moment. I think specifically here we are in amidst the COVID-19 virus at the end of March 2020. And you have a confluence of factors happening where people are in a lockdown mode, restaurants are closed, people are afraid to go out, and they're relying largely on delivery services like Purple Carrot and others. And when I think about the joy of cooking and largely cooking plant-based foods, in a world where so much feels out of control, there is something really nice about controlling what you eat and having a level of control as you cook food for yourself or for your family and those you love. What many of us don't realize when we sign up for a subscription service like Purple Carrot is that there's a tremendous amount of technology and supply chain wizardry that makes everything possible. When you think about technology and how that has propelled our business, as noted, we are an e-commerce firm. That's the way people get our products is using purplecarrot.com to place their order. Uh, we work with a really outstanding development team that uh, we actually outsource our development to a, a group that's in Barcelona and have an extraordinarily talented and dedicated uh, team of developers who are constantly tweaking and evaluating and improving our site and building out new features, doing A-B testing, uh, trying to improve you know, the, the flow, the subscription optimization, the feature sets that are available. And it's a really an ongoing process that um, is helping to continue to make slight improvements every single week in our uh, site optimization to uh, make the user experience that much better. Uh, on the back end, as someone places that order, you know, it, it all starts with understanding which zip code their box would be going to and then um, you know, shunting their order to go to one of our three distribution centers and using a relatively sophisticated model to anticipate the demand uh, several weeks out. We're looking outwards of six weeks at a time with the projections that we need from our suppliers to optimize that supply chain to ensure that we have the right amount of ingredients coming to each of those three different distribution centers. Um, the added complexity is that we now offer eight different meals every week to our subscribers. And so, uh, and this is consistent across meal kits, it's not unique to Purple Carrot, but the added complexity of then determining which meals are going to be the most in demand and ordering to the right quantities for each of those meals 
it's really an art and a science at the same time. And I'm uh, terribly grateful to the incredible team that we have behind the scenes that work to optimize those projections to really land the plane as close to you know the center of the bullseye target uh, every week. And finally, let's talk about the planet. We know that plant-based diets are good for us, whether it's going completely vegan or making plants the majority of what we consume. But what about the environment, especially when you're shipping your meals directly to your door? When you think about our customers, those people who are signing up for Purple Carrot, who care about eating plant-based, by and large, the people that are thinking plant-based have an awareness if not a deep understanding of the, the benefit of a plant-based diet for our environment. And so one of the biggest challenges and criticisms, quite frankly, that we might hear is the amount of packaging that we use. And this is consistent across the meal kit industry. And every one of the companies in this category hear these same criticisms and complaints from customers. And it's the unfortunate trade-off and reality of a meal kit that gets shipped to your door versus someone taking the time to go shop at the grocery store and having the waste that comes from the excess produce that they might buy when they're purchasing ingredients for certain meals. With that said, our point of view has always been that we want to provide as much recycling and upcycling tips and guidance for our customers and using the best products that we can. And at the same time, if you are going to use a meal kit, use Purple Carrot because we are the only 100% plant-based one out there and a plant-based diet is far more gentle on the environment than one that uh, requires a lot of meat or dairy uh, in, those, in those meals. There's an old Irish proverb that goes, laughter is brightest where food is at its best. I wanna say thank you. Thank you to all the chefs, the farmers, restaurant staff, delivery folks, warehouse workers, truck drivers, grocery store employees, the app creators, the IT folks, the customer service reps, all of you unsung heroes who kept us nourished and laughing around the dinner table during one of the most trying times our world has ever faced. Thank you. I'm Blakely Thomas Aguilar, and this is Pop Culture Tech. A special thanks to Bentley Hall of Good Eggs and Andy Levitt of Purple Carrot for sharing their incredible stories and insights with us all. Our podcast, as always, is brought to you by VMware, the company that powers the world's complex digital infrastructure. Learn more at VMware.com. Have questions about today's episode or just want to talk about your favorite meal delivery service or app? Follow me at BlakelyAggs and use hashtag PopCultureTech. Until next time, PopCulture fans.